0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds back in the studio on a Tuesday morning. So you called it last week. Came in, you said, you know what? I think Texas and Oklahoma are moving to the SEC.
1: Well, Texas made it official pretty much yesterday. They, They both did. They both, what they did, they had a media agreement with the Big 12 through 2025 And they both sent their regrets that after 2025, the media agreement is out. Now, does that mean they won't leave until then? No, not at all. This is, Mike, this is just the beginning of uh, a big major uh, cataclysm in college sports. We saw it a decade ago when the teams all left the conference. That was was round one. This will be round two now. And a lot of schools are going to jump into major conferences to which we'll have a limited number. And this is my opinion. Uh, next five or ten years, we'll have conferences in quadrants of the country. The Northeast, the Sa- Southeast is already there, of course. The Big Ten, it'll be a huge conference. Pac-12 will be a huge conference of uh, all schools, and there are 130 of them that play D1 football. This is all being merged into a situation. It was predicted a number of years ago that this is the route that it would take, and it has. Why? Because money is there. I'm going to give you an example there are the the playoffs of course are going to morph into a 12 team that's just the start it'll probably go to 16 teams. Yeah, eventually. this is huge tv money and these schools want to be a part of it and as a result you're going to see all this jumping texas and oklahoma it'll start i'm going to guess 2023 or 2024 because there are a lot of negotiations with uh, contracts that have already been signed that have to be broken now so there are payoffs there but we'll see it's it's a pretty interesting situation
0: yeah well like i said if you're a betting man you should have bet on ned last (laughs) week when you came in it seems that you can tell the future uh so you know like you mentioned as far as money um you follow the money especially when you're talking about a college team that you know more money means more better coaches and facilities and all that stuff um, just give me an example of how much like the SEC made versus
1: the Big 12. That I can do. The SEC, last year, their total league revenue was $729 million. Now, that's all divided up with every school receiving an equal amount. And that amount was $45.5 million. That's for each team. That's just the revenue from the league. That's not their own private revenue at all. Their budgets are $200 million. Texas and Oklahoma are two of the wealthiest colleges in America in terms of athletic budget. But $45 million, as opposed to what the Big 12 was offering, Big 12's revenue was $345 million. Yeah. Each team got 34 and a half. That's still a lot of money. But wait a minute. Those others are getting four, 45 and a half million, And it's a Biggers Conference? And it's Alabama and Florida and Ole Miss? I think we'll go over there. So that's what those two teams are going to do. They're going to get the more money out of this, and that's only the start, Mike, because there will be a whole lot more coming from this. ESPN has already already offered some huge number of millions of dollars to have the Southeastern Conference themselves, which they will. They're taking it away from CBS. And uh, this is all all developing into a, a minus touch for a college athletics for those select schools, the D1A schools. The one double A like the Bears and down D2 and D3, (laughs) you're on your own, guys. (laughs)
0: Yeah, good luck. You ain't never seen that money. You know what? If the Royals keep doing this, they might actually get back to 500. What do you think? Well, they've won six in a row. That's a lot, and they beat a team that's
1: arguably one of the best in baseball yesterday. Chicago White Sox beat them 4-3. Jorge Soler on a tear. He had two home runs. Had two home runs Sunday. Had two home runs last night. Uh, Solaire always has been a streak hitter as such, was with the Cubs in his time there, and now he is with the Royals. He's on another of these tears. He does have long ball power, obviously. Is he a cl- clutch hitter? A select hitter? No, not really. He's more of a power long ball hitter, so if you don't strike out, you hit the home run. But it's helping the Royals right now. Six consecutive wins, beat the White Sox, and uh, who knows? They could. I doubt that they'll get to 500, but They're going to make a name for themselves to watch out for next year and the year after that because this is going to be a pretty good team uh, in the very near future in my opinion.
0: As long as they can develop them and keep them. That's the key, Ned. The quarterback and a couple of players uh, reported to training camp over the weekend and now pretty much everyone is in St. Joseph, Missouri, am I right?
1: They are there. They're all there getting ready for the drills which begin tomorrow. It's uh, an open camp for season ticket holders only. This is the only one, or not the only one, but there are several that are closed practices. This is closed to an extent. If you have a season ticket you can, and made your uh, reservation, then you can go tomorrow to opening round of the drills. So they'll start start tomorrow, go through all the practice sessions. It's going to be nice and toasty. Oh, my Joe. goodness gracious. <laughs> I, I Every year,
0: for some reason, at training camp, it just gets so hot, and you're on the hill, and the sun's beating down on you, and you don't care because you're watching your favorite team practice. And along about...
1: December or January you're thinking what happened to those days in St. Joe anyway?
0: You're standing on carpet at Arrowhead trying to stay as warm as possible and you're thinking I'd do anything to get sunburned right now <laughs> uh, but yeah it's it's good uh, it's, it's uh, looking like it's going to be a little bit better than last year still no autographs and all that stuff but hey at least we get to go to St. Joe and and actually watch a training camp this,
1: year. and that's always interesting in its own right to see what the pros go through. And yeah, and it's a, it's drudgery,
0: and it also is a good thing as far as team building. You get them out of the city, get them away from the distractions. They're all together as a team. They can learn as a team, build as a team, and that's where you build your
1: foundation. And you would hope that would carry over into everyday life. And sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't.
0: Well, then if you're talking about training camps, Ned, when's our next training camp? <laughs> we need one. Don't we don't need we? one, don't we? Well, we're gonna get the hell out of here and figure that out uh it looks like pro football players most valuable player is finally gonna go back to his team after all this drama at the very in last week the guys in vegas were saying he's gonna retire next week well hopefully you didn't put any money on that bet because
1: you'd be losing this was a saga all summer long it's been a saga and the media has played it out to the fullest role. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is apparently going to come back. He's kissed and made up at least for now with the with the team. Of course, they've made some contractual changes. Not so much for more money, but for a change in how it's going to work. Uh, he's going to be given the option now to change teams. I think it's next year if he wants to. It was a three-year contract. I think they've lopped a year off that. So that if he's still unhappy after this year, then he can make it trade. At least that's what I understand as far as the contract talks are concerned. So there's been negotiating going on, but Rodgers has said, OK, you do all that, and if I change my mind, fine, we'll stay right here with the Packers and earn Boku bucks and so forth and so on. But if I'm unhappy next year, I'll, uh, I'll leave and everybody will be not necessarily happy about it, but I will be able to do that sort of thing. So this year, apparently, he's going to come back, and I wouldn't be surprised if in the uh, next few days he doesn't uh, show up.
0: You know, we've talked about it a thousand times. The the sand in the hourglass, you only have so much. And at his age, taking a year off from football would have been the end for him. It, it would have it it it, been the it end.
1: might not. Uh, I'm going to argue just a little bit with you. It might might not have been the end, but it would certainly be a massive diminishing yep. of his ability. Yeah, absolutely. And, and
0: it, it, it's hard to come back. Le'Veon Bell, great example, most recently. Um, so the Olympics happening in
1: Japan right now. How's Team USA doing currently? The USA women's basketball team played very well in the early hours. It started around midnight, somewhere around there, hour time. Played Nigeria. Now, the Nigerian women's team is very similar to the men's team in their makeup. It's mostly American college stars with Nigerian heritage and some from the WNBA. Well, the USA didn't have an easy time with this Nigerian team. Beat them 81 to 72. But in Las Vegas last week in exhibition, they beat them by around 30. Uh, not this time. Game's a little bit different. It's an American coach that they have. But these are all these are all United States residents, so they know the game. They know it very well, and they've played it very well. So capable of giving USA a tough time, and they did. But USA wins, remains undefeated. 50 straight wins, I believe it is, for the American women. And we'll see what happens from here on in. The men play a little bit later on tonight, and they're playing Iran. That should be a walkover for USA. They need to get a win because I'm starting to feel a lot
0: better about the women than the men. (laughs) But change my mind, Ned. You have a wonderful Tuesday, sir. And to you, sir.